Good morning, everybody. Good to see you. Glad that you're here. Thanks to those of you who are watching my video this morning. I'm going to take as a subject this morning a scripture for philosophobics. Let us pray. Lord, this morning, may the words of my mouth and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. You know, we came through Christmas. We made it through the new year. And we're here today on the baptism of the Lord Sunday. I've been reminiscing a little bit about baptism. And the first thing that came to my mind was my first performance of a baptismal service. Michael, you're shaking your head so you remember how that is. Lloyd, you remember that. Nolan, you remember probably being there with your dad at many of the baptisms. But on this particular Sunday, I had gone out to my preaching appointment. Now, folks, this was 55 years ago. And so I preached. I did the best job I could do, just like I'm going to try to do today. And after the invitation song was sung, a young man came up to profess his faith. Now, I wasn't much older than he was, but he came and professed his faith in Jesus Christ, and then he told me, Brother Jim, I want to be baptized, and I want to be baptized today. And he said, I want to go to the creek to be baptized. Friends, this was the middle of February. And so we had lunch, and then we went down to the creek. I was in a garb that a family had loaned me, a pair of khaki pants that were twice too big for me and a T-shirt. And that's what I got in the creek in. And this young man came out and stood with me. He was already turning blue. I didn't know anything else to pray except to say, Oh Lord, bless this young man for what he's about to receive. It was a wonderful day. It was a bad day, a cold day, but... It was a wonderful day. And you know, just like some of you all, I have wondered where that young man is today. I wonder what he's doing. I wonder what difference his profession of faith and his baptism, what difference did that make in his life? Well, just remembering, I have a good friend who is also a, a United Methodist minister. Now, you know in the Methodist church, 
we are prohibited by discipline from rebaptizing someone. But my friend, who is a great United Methodist minister, had an unusual way of introducing people to the Lord when they wanted to be immersed. So when they would get into the baptistry and he would put them under as the right call for, when they came up, he would always take them by surprise and whisper in their ear when they arose, he'd say, are you going to tithe? And of course, in the surprise moment, they did not know what to say, and when they didn't answer him, he'd put them under again. And he'd put them under until they said yes. True story, so help me. Baptism. Baptism. This is the day which we acknowledge and celebrate and speak about the baptism of our Lord. You know, when Jesus was just a little fella, Mary and Joseph took him to the temple, and there he was presented to the Lord. That was also what by law was called the purification rite. But then when Jesus was about 30 years of age, he went out to the Jordan River where his cousin John was baptizing. And he asked to be baptized by John. And John said, look, I need to be baptized. You, I'm not even worthy to stoop down to tie your shoes. And Jesus said, John, it's proper. Suffer it for the time being. This is to fulfill all righteousness. And when Jesus came up out of the water, you remember? The dove appeared and there was a voice from heaven that came saying, this is my beloved son, my child, in whom I am well pleased. Well, that brings me to this sermon title, Scripture for Certain People. Let me just say, I don't want to be too technical here, or, or I'm not smart enough to be that technical, but I just want to remind you that this is a title that our pastor was using for this sermon today. And hey, Tommy, I hope you're doing well, and uh, uh, may Hillary be with you as she has to uh, uh, minister with you this week as y'all are in isolation, and to all of you who are going through these troubled waters facing COVID. May God bless you. But the word for see in Greek is thalassa. And the word for fear in the original language is phoboamai, from which we get the word phobia. And thalassa is the word for sea, so it's the fear of the sea, the fear of the waters. And when we come to the text for the day, we find this theme overarching all of the foundational statements that are made. 
Now, those words are not actually used. I, I went back and checked the Septuagint translation of the Old Testament Hebrew. The word for water is used, and the word for river is used, but never the word for sea. But that doesn't keep us from looking into these uh, tremendous nuggets, these, uh, these gold coins of, uh, of the Word of God, so that they can in turn bring value to our life and to our experience this morning. So I want to look at these for just a minute. There are three things, and Reverend Tustin, great job this morning in lifting these up, but I want to look at these with you for just a minute. First of all, <clears throat> there is a, a word that is spoken very powerfully. And the word simply, it's a short phrase. All of these are, fear not. Fear not. Isaiah the prophet is speaking with people who have gone through the troubled waters of being relocated from Israel to Babylon. They have been in Babylon, Babylonian captivity, which is compared here to the turbulent waters, to the storms, to hard times, uh, to very difficult experiences. And as the Lord is trying to prepare them now with a word of hope to return to their homeland so that their faith and religion and, and their lives can re be restored to some sense of normalcy. The prophet speaking for God says, don't be afraid. That's the charge that is given to them. Fear not, don't be afraid. I think about that in terms of the one whose baptism we remember today. When Jesus came on the scene, his whole life was spent with people in storms. There were people who were facing terrible illnesses. There were folks who died that he had to be in ministry with. When the disciples were out on the lake and the storms came, Jesus' word was, fear not. And it's like that with us today. Some of us are facing this terrible disease that swept across the world. We call it COVID and all of the variants. Some of you are facing uh, cancer. And some of you know the pain of having to have some type of heart surgery. Some of you know the storm of broken relationships. Some have been the, through the storm of losing your job during this difficult season. Businesses have been destroyed. And this way of looking at the experiences that we are describing 
are taken in by this term that we refer to as turbulent waters. Yes, we know it. We've been through two snows recently, and they tell us that we're going to go through some uh, major rain later on today. Yeah, we're facing the storm, whether it's a physical kind of thing related to the weather or if it's an emotional difficulty that involves illness, relationships, uh, sometimes experiences in the church, whatever it may be. But Jesus' word to us, number one, fear not. And then secondly, secondly here, Jesus tells us through the prophet, through the spirit, the reason for that. And what is the reason? The reason is you are mine. Fear not because you are mine. Friends, you and I belong to God. Look, God created you. God formed you. God is with you through the waters. They will not overwhelm you. You are honored. And do not be afraid because of that so that's the second point of this message today of this text don't be afraid because you are mine you are mine and finally the prophet says you don't have to be afraid of the turbulent waters because I am with you. Jesus said to his disciples, don't be disheartened. I'm with you. In the world, you will have tribulation. But be of good cheer. For I have overcome the world. That's one of the greatest things that I love about sharing the gospel and hearing the gospel is that remembering that in the midst of all of my fears, all of my faults and all of my failures and all of my inadequacies, God can make me a victor. And Paul put it this way. We know that all things work together for those that love the Lord and are called according to God's purposes. Not that everything is good. We've already said that. Everything's not good. But God can work in the midst of everything to bring about good. So, philosophobics. Fear of the turbulent waters. 
Be at peace today. Because God is with us. God loves us. And our protection is promised. In the name of the Christ, now and forevermore. Amen.